Okay, picture this. You're the parent of a beautiful two-year-old daughter. You have an endless amount of laughs and fun. Then one day, she goes missing and you can't find her no matter how hard you try. What would be going through your head? Where's my child? What's happening? Are they okay? What should I do? These are all very common questions for parents with missing children. Normally, they file a missing person report and get an Amber Alert called if they believe their child is kidnapped. Then a manhunt goes on until they find something or too much time has passed and they give up. Well, that's nowhere near what Casey Anthony did when her child, Kaylee, went missing in 2008. Family tells us that Casey Anthony has been a huge liar and it most notably started in high school. Anthony told her family that she would love for them to see her walk at graduation, even her grandparents. But when the time came, she was numerous credits short, and she had lied to her family. Turns out she had basically stopped going to her classes at the end of the year, so she couldn't graduate. Cut to Anthony, age 19, putting on some weight. Her family begins to suspect that she's pregnant, but she denies and claims that she's a virgin. But on August 9, 2005, Kaylee Anthony is born, and the father was never publicly revealed. Anthony considered putting the child up for adoption, but that was frowned upon by her mother. But Anthony decided to keep Kaylee and live with her parents for a while. A huge argument broke out in June 2008, and Casey left her parents' house and took Kaylee with her. After a few weeks, Casey's mother called to ask how she was, but Casey always said that Kaylee was with her nanny, Zenaida Zanny Fernandez-Gonzalez. In mid-July 2008, Casey's parents got a letter saying that Casey's car was in the tow yard and that it needed to be picked up. Once they got there, they found Kaylee's car seat and toys along with Anthony's purse. They also took notice that her car smelled like something was decomposing in the trunk. Quickly, Cindy Anthony calls 911. Miss Anthony then locates Casey at the house of her boyfriend, Tony Lazaro. Anthony breaks down and reveals about Kaylee's situation. The mother once again makes a phone call to the authorities. A month after the disappearance, Anthony got questioned, but things were not adding up. Authorities say that there were many discrepancies in the statement that Casey Anthony made about Kaylee's disappearance, one specifically being that there was no nanny for Kaylee. None of Casey's friends had heard of Zanny the nanny. Anthony was also said that she was working at Universal Studios, but that was again another lie. She was arrested July 16th. As the investigation continued, Casey was asked about why she had been behaving so peculiar for what was going on in her life. She had been out partying, and she even got a tattoo while Kaylee was missing. Anthony got out of jail when a TV star paid the bail to see if she would give any more clues about Kaylee's whereabouts. Anthony failed to reveal anything new, and she became a media sensation. She was not out of jail for long, though, because eight days later, Anthony was caught forging a check and for identity theft. Nearly six months after Kaylee Anthony's disappearance, a plastic bag with human remains was found near Anthony's home. 
The skull had duct tape on the mandible covering where the mouth was. On December 19th, America's worst nightmare came to life when the remains were identified as Kaylee Anthony. The trial began in June of 2011 and prosecutors were seeking the death penalty for Anthony. The Anthony family grasped the news network's attention. The prosecution states that a website about chloroform had been searched and accessed by Anthony's laptop. Not only that, but chloroform was found in her car's trunk, where the horrible smell came from. Where the prosecution had made it look like Anthony was a neglectful mother who did not care about where her child was, the defense, led by Jose Bays and co-attorney Cheney Mason, said something totally different. The defense said that Kaylee accidentally drowned in the family pool, and Anthony's dad tried to help cover it up so Anthony would not be charged with child neglect. They also said how Casey Anthony had been a sexual abuse victim at the house from her dad and her brother. The defense rested, without Anthony taking the stand, on June 30th. On July 5th, the jury had come to a consensus. Versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. As to the charge of aggravated child abuse, verdict as to count two, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. As to the charge of aggravated manslaughter of a child, verdict as to count three, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Anthony was found guilty, however, of four counts of giving false information to a police officer and was sentenced to four years in jail with a $4,000 fine. She would have to pay law enforcement back for the search and investigation of Kaylee Anthony because Anthony knew that she was dead the whole time. Anthony got out of jail three years and one day in her sentence and filed for bankruptcy. And now we've got a special interview with a law enforcement officer in Georgia, Jeremy Dean, my dad. Hi. Hi, how's it going? It's going great, how are you? I'm doing well. Today we're talking about Casey Anthony. I remember that case. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about it? Well, I remember a little bit of it. Um, I read some of your stuff. I do remember some of the charges. Uh, see, She was uh, charged of murder, I believe. Uh, aggravated manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Child abuse. Aggravated child abuse? Yes. And providing false info to law enforcement officer. Absolutely, yeah. Four counts. Four counts, that's what it was. Um, yep. So, uh, what are the questions? Do you think the jury was right? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, so, she was, she was found guilty of the four charges of law enforcement officer yep. providing false info, right? Yep. Uh, they were right about that. I'll definitely say that. Absolutely. As far as the rest of it. I'm going to go with no. Yeah? Um, my thoughts, the murder, definitely, I think I think she uh, she was definitely guilty of that. And based on some of the uh, evidence of the case, the, the time in between the disappearance and the report, I believe it's 30, 31 days in there. 31 days? Yeah, normally the... Uh, the typical person is going to report that almost immediately, if not immediately. I, th- I think she said that she was looking for a daughter by herself. Normally, you're going to get law enforcement off- officers involved as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I remember something about the car being an impound and the mother saying that there was a decomposing smell in the car. The car seat being in the car when they went to pick it up. Uh, the car sm- 
the evidence in the trunk smelled like chloroform and yeah. when they did a search on the computer that there was a search of chloroform on the computer. Yeah, they even had um, canines come into the car and see that it was chloroform. See, that's even more of it right there. There's just too much too much evidence right there. It's, it's way too much it just leads toward, towards a guilty for me. So um, I, I looked up some of the stuff on it. So just like in Georgia, Florida is, is an intense state. Um, so the elements of the crime of murder in Florida just like in Georgia, it has to show a premeditation for it. So the chloroform and uh, the duct tape that was found over, over the child's mouth or mandible um, in the plastic bag, for me, shows that. It shows the premeditation. Mm-hmm. Um, the aggravated manslaughter that she was found not guilty of um, for Florida is similar to murder, but it's, uh, it's by a caregiver for a child. Mm-hmm. Sort of a lesser included crime in that, but pretty much the same thing for me. Well, how do you feel about the aggravated child abuse? I don't remember any evidence of that, so I can't speak to that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, getting back to the, uh, the the false info to law enforcement officers, I remember all four of those counts, and they definitely got that one right. But I would go back to the murder and absolutely guilty on that one. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the defense attorneys talking about her father. Once the, once the child died, they said that she drowned in a pool or something like that. They said that... The uh, Casey Anthony panicked, and then her father, which was the child's grandfather, who was also a law enforcement officer, by the way, um, helped her out, basically tried to cover her for his daughter, and thought the best course of action, as the child's grandfather, would have been to cover up the accidental death of his granddaughter and make it look like a homicide by committing what in Georgia would have been another felony which is OCGA 161031, concealing the death of another person by putting duct tape over his grandchild's mouth, putting it in a plastic bag, and dumping the body in the woods. Uh, he's denied that repeatedly, so I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Well, thank you. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you. Today, Anthony cannot leave her house without being ridiculed and shunned by the public. In a few states, a law called Kaylee's Law has been introduced where if a missing person report is not filed for a child in the first 24 hours, you could get felony charges. Twelve states have this law, and you can and will be punished. Thank you for listening.